it doesn't make much sense to keep an asset as cryptocurrencies that is super risk and now it's volatile. So investors are migrating to assets that are considered better. Hello, this is the Weekly Tradecast, a new podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at cryptocurrencies. A lot of people have been making a lot of money from cryptocurrencies, but many have not been so lucky. Scams, collapsing funds, stolen credentials and forgotten passwords have cost investors millions. Volatile and risky at the best of times as an unregulated asset, cryptocurrencies have seen values drop as cracks in their digital infrastructure appear. Bitcoin, the crypto benchmark, is about 70% below its peak in November, and more turbulence is likely. So with big price swings, big rewards and big losses, are cryptocurrencies here to stay? And if they are, is it time for governments to regulate? To find out more, we're joined by Marina Zucker, Associate Economic Affairs Officer at UNCTAD's Debt and Development Finance Branch. Marina is Brazilian and has lived in China and Germany and, of course, Switzerland. She likes indoor climbing and going to the beach. Thank you for joining us, Marina. So tell me first, what are the main criticisms of cryptocurrency and are they being addressed? How much energy they spend and the the impact for the environment. So only if you take Bitcoin, that is one currency among the 19,000 cryptocurrencies that exist today, they spend so much energy that it was more energy than countries like Peru or Finland in spending a year. So the impact for the environment, it's really important. And finally, because cryptocurrencies, they have this anonymity feature, they can facilitate crimes like money laundering, cyber crimes, etc. The thing is, these are not problems of cryptocurrencies that could be fixed. It's a feature of how the crypto universe and how cryptocurrency works. So we cannot actually fix this in how it works. Now, El Salvador is one of the few countries that uses bitcoins. What's the experience there and what lessons does that offer, do you think, for other developing countries? In El Salvador, only 10% of the population does actually use Bitcoin and their crypto wallet, the Shivo, in a regular basis. So it's not really effective as a mean of payments for the population. The second point is that it doesn't actually help with uh, remittances, which was a promise mm. that would boost remittances. And now, so uh, apart from not helping developing countries, they also create new risks. So people that have savings in, in cryptocurrencies, for instance, they saw a huge loss in their savings and also for the government that had cryptocurrencies in their balance sheet. So you're talking about the risk. What is making crypto extra risky at the moment? I think two main factors. The first one is this economic and political uncertainty that we are living. And the second one is that developed countries are increasing their base interest rate. So for investors in this scenario, they have safer assets, for instance, bonds, government bonds, that are paying more than it, it was paying in the past. So you can have an asset that is safer. It doesn't make much sense to keep an asset as cryptocurrencies that is super risk and now it's volatile. So investors are migrating to assets that are considered better. 
So why isn't crypto regulated and how important is it? Is it perhaps too late to regulate? I don't think it's too late. Uh, actually, many countries already started regulating. But in the long run, what is really important is that countries sit together and they make a global framework of cryptocurrency regulation. Otherwise, you know, if countries have different regulations, people can arbitrage and, and exploit different frameworks with not financial stability. So developing countries, they have some challenges when regulating cryptocurrencies. But it doesn't mean that they don't have options. They do. So we have countries like China that are completely squeezing this market and you cannot mine cryptocurrencies. You cannot transact this type of cryptocurrency in the country. On the other hand, we have other countries that are really light-handed regulation. So I think it's an example of how it's important to have a global regulatory framework on cryptocurrencies. Regulation can cool down the speculation behavior, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think once regulated, the consumer protection will be better and investors can migrate to assets that are safer and even can invest in, in things that can generate employment and generate growth. So in the end of the day, I think the regulation can support the economy to be more stable. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, that was Angtad's Marina Zucker, who is this week's guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, angtad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now.